Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Prime Minister is, uh, it seems to be getting his pink knickers in a knot. I mean, every time he opens his mouth to explain the groping allegations that date back 18 years, um, just kind of opens up a Pandora's box of problems. And he was asked a number of times of what happened at that beer fest that day with a female reporter. And this was the first answer he gave of four questions of how he remembers that day. I've been uh, reflecting very carefully on what I remember from that incident almost 20 years ago. Uh, and again, I am, I feel, I am confident that I uh, did not act inappropriately. Okay. As long as you say you did not. But it's when he goes off script that we really see his thought bubbles burst. And it was this answer when he was asked for a second time, will you call for an independent investigation? We got this answer. This lesson that we are learning in, and I'll be blunt about it, often a man experiences an interaction as being benign or not inappropriate, and a woman, uh, particularly in a professional context, can experience it differently, and we have to respect that and reflect on that. Okay. She has her truth. He has his. And his truth seems to forget that, A, he apologized to this woman, saying had she known she was a national reporter, he never would have said something so forward. It's a big problem for Mr. Trudeau, because he claims to be a feminist. And he says, not me, not anyone else, he says, we should believe all women all the time. Except now we're learning not when it comes to him. Because he has a zero tolerance policy, you'll remember, until it comes to him. So even if, you, but, but here's the thing, what he essentially said is, if you ever find yourself accused of groping, just tell your bosses, hey, that's how she interpreted it. Or that's how he interpreted it. I mean, no, that's how I'm reading it. Let's bring in uh, John Mraz, who is a former liberal war room director and who would have to clean up messes like this. And I have to think the PMO's office, John, is not very happy tonight. Well, I think this is probably one of the things they're thinking about. That's for sure. Um, I, I, I think it's interesting that he used the word the incident. I have never used the word the incident in my life in a positive sense sense that the incident is generally a pejorative sort of word the incident like a car accident or like an alleged groping uh, people don't say oh you know when they win the lottery it was an incident they say it was terrific <laughs> so that's interesting as you point out the facts are this this happened a long time ago the reporter in question wrote an op-ed in which she included his apology which was a strange one in which he says i wouldn't have done whatever it is he did if he'd known she was a member of the press, if I'm going to be very lenient, I assume that that means that she might have approached him and shown interest in him. He misunderstood that to mean that she was personally interested in him, not a reporter. And it also infers that she didn't tell him she was a reporter until after the incident. All that being said and done, it shouldn't matter whether you're a reporter or not. You should be careful. Uh, and I suspect that, you know, the, the, the incident, whatever it is, 
in contrast to you know the analogs of of uh, Harvey Weinstein or or his kin is probably uh, something quite insignificant. Well, I, I don't know, in my, but but I, I feel like you know her response and her accepted apology. But we also should all remember that two editors in another journal from that uh, from that uh, newspaper at the time have come out mm-hmm. and supported that they believed her, that there was an incident, that he was inappropriate, that she was not somebody who sought attention, and she's proven that, by the way. Well, they, they described her as distraught, uh, distressed. Distraught, sure, yeah. distraught. And, and what she's done since, she's not looking clearly for any attention. She doesn't want to talk to the press. She's wanted to get on with her life. So, um, you know, this is, a, this is not a he said, she said. This is a he said and the four of them said. Right, but here's the thing where I think people get confused. Um, and where I, I get a lot of feedback, uh, you know, people saying, well, we don't have proof. She hasn't come out and talked. Well, she, first of all, she has. We're not talking about the court of law, which is what I tend to believe in. I believe right. in due process. I believe getting these facts uh, either, you know, filed in a complaint or a charge, let the courts decide. But we don't do that anymore. And we don't do that anymore because guys like Justin Trudeau came out a couple of years ago and declared when kicking out guys like Massimo uh, and his other MP, Scott, um, and their names are escaping me right now, um, you know, that all women are to be believed, period. And at that point in time, our own prime minister threw due process out the window. And that is why he is being judged so harshly, because now he can't even live up to the bar he set for everyone else. Well, that's absolutely right. But let's also remember, if somebody is asking for some sort of inquiry, then, then that woman who was at the incident, will functionally be forced by the law to come out and speak. He does not seem to want her to come out and speak. In fact, one of the things he said today was that he didn't think it was appropriate that he or members of his office get in touch with her. Uh, if I wanted to clear my name, and I believe that there had been no incident, mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Well, well okay, stop there. there, because that's what Steve Pakin did. Yeah. Steve Pakin came out une- like unequivocally and said, this did not happen, period. And you were left saying, I believe him, period. That's so, right. But let's, let's talk now about his response and the tactics there, too. You know, first of all, I'm sick of this gate suffix. I think this should be called gropadope because, <laughs> because of the tactics that whether it's him or whether he was off script or whether that was scripted, I don't know. I don't work inside those offices anymore. I do know the former war room director, but he may not be there of that office. So I don't know who's who, who's organizing or who's part of the conversation to respond. But the tactics. As I recall, Senator Al Franken, Kevin Spacey, and mm-hmm. Matt Lauer all said almost the exact same thing. Men mm-hmm. and women, but in the case of, by the way, Kevin Spacey, men and other men often see things differently. And it's a matter of perspective. Last time I checked, all three of them lost their jobs, their careers, their reputations, and everything else. So whoever is executing these tactics, whether it's Justin speaking from his heart, or the PMO, or outside brokers or lawyers, they are, they are following a perilous path. And, and in not declaratively either saying, I, I don't understand why he couldn't have, I apologize once, I apologize again. It was inappropriate. It was a long time ago. I learned my lesson, and uh, let's move on. But in doing what he did today, he kicked the story, as we say in the business, and I, I shouldn't use that term. What it means is this story ain't going away. Oh, God, no. The tactics that he has used, 
Every time he opens his mouth, he doubles down. I suspect to some extent he was responding to Flair magazine, which is, of course, a strong voice for women in Canada. Uh, And they came out against him, and hitherto they had always been very supportive of Justin to a point where I felt like they weren't actually being fair. So it, it is an interesting ethical question whether we should demand that this woman come forward and speak or whether she has the right to she, she does, But life. she's on record, John. She doesn't have to speak. And because the prime minister, again, got rid of due process, he has to live by the words he said. And a woman came out and made an allegation and he has not had to um, uh, explain it. He has not had... I mean, he has essentially... Today, and if I'm in a feminist group, which I am not, I'm looking at him saying, are you kidding me? You've just given so many men, and not to suggest that women don't do it, but you've given them an out because you can clearly say, hey, she interpreted it that way. That's not how I interpreted it. I mean, that's how they think. This is how I think. I mean, we learned many, many years that no means no. So he's undermined that. I know very few men, and actually, quite frankly, very few women who did not make mistakes of this nature in their younger years, and I include myself in that, and who did not have to apologize and take account for them. But you're right, his language, which, by the way, parsed differently might have worked. His language, say, men and women often see these things differently, and we have to learn from that. If he had parsed it differently and said, I, as a man had to learn and come to recognize that some of my behavior was unacceptable, which is something I would say about myself, uh, because I grew up in a culture where unacceptable behavior was sanctioned and wrong. Mm -hmm. And the mother of my child and a variety of strong women around me have corrected me as much as they can. Uh, so I, 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 I don't want to be a, a throwing stones in glass houses guy at, 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 at the prime minister. Everybody's made mistakes. So sure. Yes, they do. Right? But by the and, way, had he not come out with his platitudes or his virtue signaling... This would not be a big issue. He could have just easily said, yeah, I, I was a kid, whatever, but he has set the bar. It always has amazed me because uh, Justin was sort of not notorious for uh, incidents, but notorious as a guy who loved the company of women uh, and lots of them, and there's no secret about that. The whole country knows it. Um, and uh, certainly when he was single, he was considered a very eligible bachelor, and many people uh, sought his attention. And he sought the attention of many. None of that I have any objection to. But to define yourself as a lifelong feminist yeah. and then to fire people left, right, and center for incidents, incidents where consent seemed a much more apparent than this one mm-hmm. is going to walk you into trouble. I would also add, I want to be nonpartisan here, when I see a, a leader of the opposition and a couple of other people come out, with the same sanctimonious rhetoric, and I know some stuff about them, they should really watch themselves because there's plenty of people waiting in the wings from every partisan corner. And and I I would think any smart politician today, and I liked Pekin's response because it was so human and genuine, uh, and he did not... He didn't mince words. ...the role of the sanctimonious... Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And so people said, you are being gropadoped. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, this time, the shoe is being put on the other foot. Yeah, I, I got to go. But interestingly, while we were doing this segment, uh, Justin Trudeau was seen running shirtless. I'm not even kidding. Running shirtless through the streets of Toronto after his meeting with Doug Ford. So, Who was he chasing? I, I have no idea. I did not see it. But <laughs> there he is on TV running uh, down Toronto streets in 900-degree weather. So go figure. All you right. can't make that up. No, Good I night. am not. Goodbye.
John Raz chatting with us here tonight. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.